Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com slash Sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In chapter 15, with which he finishes his work, The Categories, Aristotle is going to discuss a particular term and some of the many, he says, senses that this term has. And it's what we translate in English as to have or having. In Greek, it's echen. And I should point out that this is, in fact, one of the categories that he singled out when he was listing the 10 categories. Here he is discussing discussing some of the ways in which that category gets used, but he's also using having itself as something that goes in multiple categories, as we'll see from the examples. So what he's keen to do here is to clarify a number of the main senses that to have can possess. You notice I actually almost had to use the term twice there, in part because this is such an important term and concept for how we think about things, how we make sense out of the world and all the things that we experience and talk about and think about. So he begins by talking about habits, dispositions, and as he says, other such qualities. Qualities, poiotes, right? That was discussed in the earlier category of quality and habits and dispositions, hexes, diatheses, those were discussed as one particular kind of quality. So what he has in mind with this is the possession of, say, a virtue or a vice as something that has become habitual within our character, the things that he'd called dispositions, like being hot at a particular time, being cold. We can say that a person has the virtue of generosity, or they have the vice of prodigality, right? And in a certain sense, we could actually say that the vice, if we want to be very metaphorical, about this, the vice itself has the person. It, it, you know, it keeps them doing certain things. Dispositions, we can say, I feel hot, or we can say, I have heat. The Greek would allow that, right? Other such qualities, you know, this could extend quite far. Aristotle doesn't provide any explanation at this point about that. Then he says, we can also talk about quantity. So notice, we're not only talking about quality, but another category, that of quantity. And here he gives examples like talking about stature. We can say that a, a person has a stature of three or four cubits. Now, a cubit was an old measure, you know, from, if I remember right, it's either the wrist or the fingertip down to the elbow. So of course it's a rather variable measure, but you get the idea. We can, if I say I'm six foot three inches tall, which is actually a true fact about me, I can say I have that height, right? Or I have this weight, or we might even say things along the lines of I have two decades of experience teaching philosophy classes, which happens to be true at the time that we are recording this. <laughs> So there's a lot of things that we could talk about in terms of having a given quantity. And we might be able to rephrase that in other ways, but Aristotle places that within the category of quantity. Now we get to what Aristotle had talked about and identified earlier as the category, which he associated with the term echen, and we translate as something like circumstance or being, examples are being shod, being armed, wearing a particular kind of clothing. It's a little bit different 
difficult to translate well. But this was picked out as a category that Aristotle didn't provide much explanation of in the course of his earlier discussions of the categories. So he says we can use it of apparel. A person has a cloak or a tunic. In Greek, a himation or chitona. You know, it's the word we get kiton from, right? And he also says something similar to this. Uh, it's not quite clear whether he wants to see this as a distinctive sense, but what is on the body? So for example, wearing a ring or, you know, it's interesting if we want to think about this as an example, is a tie really a piece of apparel in the way that a shirt is? Or is it more like a ring? It's something that's an accessory as we call it, right? Well, how do you accessorize? We might say like if, uh, women carry or men, of course, can, can do this as well, a purse or a knapsack or a fanny pack or whatever else you want to have. That would be something that, that is on the body as well. Then we get to some very interesting other senses that don't actually seem to fit into a category as such, but are ways in which we talk about having. So he talks about having the parts of your body. For instance, a hand, right? You possess the hand that is your hand. You don't possess this hand because this is my hand, right? And we can also talk in a more complex sense about that hand having its five fingers, or if you want to be very technical, a thumb and four fingers, right? And having skin and having bones inside those fingers. You know, we can go very far into this. There's all sorts of cool systems that you learn about in anatomy or perhaps in a health class. But that is, as Aristotle says, one sense of having. He also then talks about what a vessel contains as a type of having. And I think that this is for many of us, the paradigm way in which we tend to think about having. He talks about, for instance, a vessel containing a certain amount of grain or corn, right? Or a certain amount of wine. Now that could be quantity if we're talking about the number of it. But if we're just thinking about the fact that it's containing it, we say, well, what's in that bottle? Wine. What's in that case over there? Books. What's in, and we go on and on. We're thinking about the vessel itself having the thing. And then we can also talk about property. And Aristotle gives the example of having a house or having a field. But, you know, this apparel is also my property. And so we could think about many different things fitting into property. This chalkboard is my property as well. The video that you are watching is indeed my intellectual property, right? So that's another way we can tell. I have this chalkboard. I have this tie, even if I'm not wearing it, if it's in the closet somewhere. Somewhere, I have this video. Like when people say, how many videos do you have? Well, I've got a thousand videos, which happens to be a true statement at the, this time. That's another sense of having, isn't it? So these are all different ways in which this verbal locution to have gets used, Aristotle says. He finishes by considering one other sense of having that he says is, here. the translation here is really wonderful. The meaning is very far-fetched, he says. The Greek is actually, he says, eoika de alotriotatos. So it appears, that's eoika, 
allotriotatos, to be most foreign or most distant from the senses that we're talking about here. So what is this sense? He talks about a husband and wife, or more literally, man and woman, aner and gune in Greek. And he says that people say that a man has a wife and a wife in like manner, a husband. So this is also another sense of having. And Aristotle says, and this is a great place to conclude, he ends this on a very strange comment. When we say that a man has a wife, we mean that he lives with her merely. That is all that is going on there. So it's it's interesting because he could have gone into more depth about this, but he but he chooses not to. But that is also another sense of having. So we have all of these different senses. And if we want to be a little bit meta here, we could say have has all of these multiple senses. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.